When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What's good with you on the unofficial end to the summer when it comes to 2022 this Labor Day weekend? It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance with Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, also on the ESPN app. And listen to KJ and your smart speaker. Just say, play ESPN Radio. I'm just going to quote the tweet. These are the bleeping Knicks. This is what always happens. The person put that out on Twitter, Stephen A. Smith, host the first take on his Twitter handle after the trade was announced that Cleveland got Donovan Mitchell and the New York Knicks did not get more of this from Stephen A. on first take at 10 a.m. Eastern time happening later on today. I got I put out there, Stephen A. Smith, about your reaction on Twitter. This is what always happens. Now you have time to digest it. What are your thoughts still about Donovan Mitchell, now a Cavalier, and now the New York Knicks? I'm utterly disgusted. I'm really ticked off about it. Um, you know, listen. On its face, it seems like the Utah Jazz did a better deal. You got Sexton, you got Laurie Markkinen, you got three unprotected first-round picks. You get to swap another two or whatever. We get all of that. We understand that. Knicks have been on the call, on the, on the phone with them for weeks. Knicks were talking about R.J. Barrett at one time. Obviously, it was Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly, along with at least three picks, potentially four. Utah didn't want Julius Randle. We get all of that. At the end of the day, from a basketball decision, you don't want to mortgage the farm if you're the New York Knicks because Donovan Mitchell, without anybody to play beside him, makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, and I get all of that. My problem is this is more the same with the New York Knicks. Every time you're on the verge or you appear to be on the verge of getting a star to come to this franchise, they end up going somewhere else. And for me, that's where it, it, it just – it's a level of disgust that is hard for me to put into perspective because I'm a lifelong Knicks fan and I'm unapologetically biased towards them, but I'm sick of the Bush League tactics. Like, for example, Utah is playing Dallas in the first round of the playoffs. The New York Knicks are sitting courtside. You pissed off Danny Ainge. Everybody that covers the NBA knows that. Everybody knows that Danny Ainge is walking around saying they could offer me the Empire State Building. I still might not do it because they were disgusted because of how are those Bush League tactics. I've been repeatedly stating on the air, this ain't Kentucky. This is, this is the NBA. This is not college basketball. You don't sit up there and, and, and sit courtside and you're walking on the court and talking to players in an effort to try to recruit them because that's how it's going to be interpreted, whether you were doing that or not. Okay? Those kind of things are the kind of things that hurt you as a franchise. It makes you look bad. You got an assistant coach in Rick Brunton. Rick Brunson and I go back to the 90s. I'm very happy he's on the New York Knicks staff. But you hired a father of Jalen Rose a month. I'm sorry, Jalen Brunson, I apologize. A month before you bring on Jalen Brunson to the squad. You got the Dallas Mavericks contemplating tampering charges against you. Okay? You got a guy in in Gershon uh, Rojas that used to be in Minnesota. He's on the call for the New York Knicks instead of Leon Rose. See, these are the kind of things people don't realize. They don't hear enough about it. They don't know. 
But these are the kind of Bush League tactics that you don't hear about going on with other franchises. But somehow, some way, under the stewardship of James Dolan, arguably the worst owner in the NBA today, and clearly one of the worst in the history of the NBA, this is the kind of nonsense that you have going on. So as a New York Knicks fan, I'm going to take it differently, and I'm a bit disgusted, to say the least. And that's why I said what I said on Twitter. So it sounds like to me you're not disagreeing with them passing on Donovan Mitchell because they would have to strip down the team to a degree and he would be the long ranger until such due time somebody comes and rescues the situation. You're more disgusted at the fact that the organization doesn't seem to run, be running a certain way and they can't get out of their own way and they keep making these Correct. blundering mistakes. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that, that is what you're hearing because, see, the reason why that's so important, Key, is because if they did run their organization the way they were supposed to, maybe some of these deals would have happened and Cleveland wouldn't have been in a position to come in through the back door and get a deal like this done at this particular moment in time. Because weeks ago, Cleveland wasn't on the phone. It was just the Knicks and Utah. And the Knicks were saying, okay, we're going we gonna, we gonna to call their bluff because – they keep up in the ante or what have you. If you had better relationships, maybe that wouldn't happen. Think about what Danny Ainge got. Uh, think about what Danny Ainge gave up to get KG years ago. Why? Because he had a relationship with Kevin McHale. They were former teammates, and they obviously go back years, and that facilitated a lot of deals. Think about some of the deals that have taken place in NBA history. Usually it's about relationships and organizational respect for one another. Right. The Knicks don't have that to their advantage, so and that's go- what we're looking at right here. So, or so, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you think that hiring someone that was in the agent community and Leon Rose and him assembling the sort of staff that he put together didn't have the necessarily relationships in the front office that front office people would have versus an agent? Well, you can say that that's one way to put it. What I would say to you is that it's not about an agent. It's about Leon Rose. This is a guy that talked to the media in September, and then you didn't hear from him again until April. And when you heard from him in April, he was, it was an in-house interview with James Dolan's network. This is a guy that brought in Jalen Brunson, okay? And there was a press conference or wherever where Leon Rose was. This is a guy that refuses to answer questions about what direction he's taking the franchise in and why. And so when you don't have that level of accountability, ultimately it's going to trickle down to the players. They're not going to feel accountable. All of those things play a role. And when you look at the New York Knicks right now, that's how pathetic things are. And so to me, it's not about him being an agent. It's about him being him. Smart man, good man for the most part. But you've got a guy that used to run things in Minnesota that doesn't have an official position with the New York Knicks. He's on the phone talking with Danny Ainge instead of Leon Rose himself. So when you look at other things that are going on and you hear about this stuff in NBA circles, you wonder, you know, you know, you don't wonder. You actually laugh with <laughs> other executives in the league who are laughing at the New York Knicks because of how they're being run. You got owners in the NBA that would give anything for James Dolan to sell this team because remember they engage in revenue sharing to some degree. And if the New York Knicks, even though they make a boatload of money, imagine how much money they would make if he knew what he was doing and they were successful. But you can't do that because James Dolan is running a franchise. And you've got a president of basketball operations who literally is running and hiding 
from people so he doesn't have to answer questions and he doesn't have to be accountable for anything. This is the kind of nonsense that's going on with the New York Knicks organization, and that's what lends itself towards Kevin Durant calling them whack and corny and not cool and other stars not even thinking about coming to New York City. That plays a role in all of this, as you well know, Keith. Stephen A. Smith from First Take joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And you can see Stephen A. on ESPN at 10 a.m. Eastern time with the great Molly Curran side by side. So, Stephen A., where do the Knicks go from here then? If you're so upset and disgusted and all of that, because you can't come to the Lakers, so where do they go from here? <laughs> it's hard to answer that question because Jalen Brunson is an upgrade. Was he worth $104 million over four years? Averaging $26 million a year, I'm not sure about that, but I'm still happy that he's there because he's an upgrade. Um, you retained R.J. Barrett. You gave him his extension. Julius Randle you wanted to get rid of, but you weren't able to do so, so you're going to have to live with him for the time being. Okay, all right. Well, all three of them want the basketball. How are you going to handle that? Julius Randle hears boos from the crowd in New York City, and suddenly what he does is turn around, and instead of being strong and fast like he is and finishing at the basket, he's dribbling the ball through his legs and launching contested three-point shots. I don't know if that's going to lend itself towards the Knicks being better. you got a guy in Cam Reddish. Everybody in the organization is happy that the Knicks went and got Cam Reddish and basically gave up nothing for him to get him from the Atlanta Hawks. Everybody was happy about Cam Reddish but Tom Thibodeau. So what does Tom Thibodeau do? Mm-hmm. He takes his ball and goes home, figuratively speaking, by refusing to give Cam Reddish minutes and develop this man, even though everybody else in the organization wanted him. So you have a situation right now, I don't know what direction the New York Knicks goes in because it appears that you got too many people that ain't on the same page right now. And when I look at it from that perspective, again, you 37 and 45, I could see that being duplicated. But let's say for the sake of argument that they're a little bit better, which I would be very, very happy about. Let's go down the list. You got Milwaukee. You got Brooklyn, you got Miami, you got Boston, you got Philly, you got Toronto, okay? Um, I might be forgetting somebody right now, Atlanta Hawks, mm-hmm. okay? You got that going on, and now Cleveland. I easily gave you eight to nine teams better than the New York Knicks right now. So I'm sitting here hoping and praying that the New York Knicks are good enough to make it to the play-in game. with mm-hmm. top 10 seed. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not happy about that. Bobby, how's your shoulder, brother? Man, ain't nothing wrong with his shoulder. Yes, shoulder's coming along. Good. Man, ain't nothing wrong with his shoulder. You know better than that, Keith. Ain't nothing wrong with his shoulder. Nothing's wrong with his shoulder. you know he knows better, but he doesn't know better. You know no, how that goes. Look, here's how, he, he, I know, he, he, here's how I know nothing's wrong with his shoulder. Because I've watched him go in his pockets and pull out them big old thick wallets oh, with the big old thick black cards and stuff. I've seen it. He's such a liar. He's such a liar. That Jeez. is not true. Man, wallet's so, wallet so thick and big and heavy, it's like a brick. <laughs> but you see, this, is what, this is what he says. This is what he says, okay? Okay. I remember that, but I can't say anything because every time he and I go out, he makes me treat. So he, he, does, he, 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 he so, is under this false illusion that I've, I got all of this money. So, so if anybody it's show, not true. It's so, not true. So if anybody shows this hurt Stephen A's, his, not yours, right? That's right. That's right. He's trying to one throw on pool party. You understand? Know, staying in his mansion with mountain lions coming out and chilling in the backyard like they, they it's a part of their cold. I mean, that's what, he, that's what he's doing. You know, man, you I ain't doing little, that. Hey, one of the little mountain lions got killed the other day, man. 
cross, trying to cross the freeway, good. Stephen A. <laughs> Stop. Oh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't wish that on them. No. I don't wish that on them. But I do think that something deserves to happen to them if they stroll in the people's backyard. Hey, so check this out, though. Go. You'll laugh at this before we let you go, Stephen A. And get to work on ESPN uh-huh. first take. So a mountain lion got killed crossing the 101 freeway. Now they have the monitor detectors on it, so they know the name, the whole deal. But check this out. Right. We're spending money. Mm-hmm. We can really spend money as a city and a county and a state to build a bridge across the freeways so they can roam what? on the bridge instead of trying to cross the freeway. Oh my, Ain't that no, something? No, oh, my God. No. oh, my God. <laughs> Let me say something. Something is wrong with L.A. Something is wrong. The weather, the sunshine, it's, it's, it's just addictive. I get it. But these politicians, and then Gavin Newsom got the nerve to be sitting up there and running running campaign ads in Florida. Yeah, I know. You know yeah. Come to us, whatever, with all of them damn taxes <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. All right, man, go do your show, man. Go do your thing, Stephen A. All right, man. Y'all be good, uh, man. You too. Yeah, we build, we're building a bridge, Freddie. For, for, for mountain lions. Well, for for the wildlife, they right. didn't necessarily. They said the mountain lions because the mountain lions and you know animals try to cross the freeway. Sure. Because the freeway is in between two mountains. Okay. And so they're actually building a you, you, a bridge only for the cats and stuff, not mm. for cars, not for humans. This bridge is for <laughs> the animals to be able to cross from one side of the mountain to the other side. I, I was sitting there saying, what is that going to cost? That gives new meaning to the term circle of life. Let when you're doing the those ass kind of go things. around the mountain. Hey, they, they take they, they care more t- about taking care of Simba Mufasa than Keyshawn and his family here. And Keyshawn, Jable, and Max presented well, by Progressive true. Insurance. Protect the stuff you love with renter's insurance. Do yourself a favor. Cross that bridge and visit Progressive.com. Breaking news. The Broncos and Russell Wilson. Five years, $245 million extension. Yeah, but how much is the guarantee? Buck 65. They're recorrecting the market. Lamar will come in at around $200 million fully guaranteed. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio. Kick it with us on the ESPN app and tell your smart speaker, just say play ESPN Radio. So Russell Wilson, when he goes back to Seattle, he's going to have a whole bunch of money in his pocket with his brand-new team when Denver takes on Seattle opening weekend. Let's talk to a man who played for that organization, and now it does a great job covering the Seattle Seahawks. He is Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon. Hit him on Twitter at WMoon1. It's one thing to get an extension, Warren Moon, when it comes to $165 million in guaranteed money. But how surprised were you that you heard that the Seahawks did not give Russell Wilson the extension, but the Broncos gave him an extra five years in his contract? You know, I wasn't surprised. I think the two uh, kind of grew tired of each other here. I know Russell was here for 10 years. He did a great job here. Um, He was a nine-time Pro Bowler while he was here, went to two Super Bowls, won one of them. And uh, he, he was the model citizen here in Seattle, but I think he wanted to move on, and I think at the end the Seahawks probably wanted him to move on as well. I don't think they were going to commit to that type of money for that long. Uh, they know him a little bit better than everybody else does, but the Denver Broncos have been looking for a uh, franchise quarterback for a long time since uh, Peyton Manning left, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. So uh, I think they got their guy, and they had to pay him in order to get him there. I think this was a deal that was probably – Agreed to even you know well before the trade happened that if you go and get uh, Russell Wilson, you're going to have to make this type of commitment to him. And Russell kind of targeted uh, Denver as one of those teams he wanted to go to. So I think Denver knew they were going to have to do this in order to make him happy. 
Warren, you played the position clearly in the Hall of Famer and did it well. I wish I could have had your left arm thrown to me instead of your right, but <laughs> it would have made my career a lot better. Oh, you had a pretty good one. Thank you. But when you look at situations in 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 the quarterback room in particular, and I, and I was telling Freddie and the guys, I've never seen, me personally, have never seen a Super Bowl-winning quarterback like Russell Wilson uh, 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 then appeared in another Super Bowl, nine-time Pro Bowler, face of an organization and a franchise in the prime of his career, no matter what the situation is, the hostility between the two, three, whatever, power struggle, never seen a guy get shipped out. They've always retained that guy, whether it's whether it's begging Aaron Rodgers to come back and figuring it out or, or just looking at how long – teams have held on to those Super Bowl-type quarterbacks until the end. Why did they just decide in the end we we can't deal with Russell anymore? We're not going to try to hold on to him. Again, I think part of it was they didn't want to make that long-term commitment uh, for those type of dollars, and then I think Russell had a lot to do with it, too. He he wanted to move on. He wanted to go to a, another organization and maybe try it again somewhere else, and maybe he thought he could get more control on the offensive side of the ball, play for an offensive-minded coach, uh, where he felt like he could be a, a bigger part of the offense. So I, I think, again, they just came to a point where, they weren't on the same page, and you got to have a quarterback and an organization on the same page in order for things to work. Well, we saw him win early in his career in the style in which Seattle was running, which is heavy Marshawn Lynch, run the football, dominant defense. Do you think that Russell Wilson can win a Super Bowl with the style in which he wants to play? I certainly hope so. Um, the good thing about Denver is they have a really good defense. They have a championship style of defense. Uh, I think they have enough pieces on the offensive side of the ball skill-wise where they can do that. The big question is going to be the offensive line. Uh, how good are they going to be up front? Because Russell, you know, he does need a little bit more protection because he is, you know, he's not that tall. So he, he needs a certain amount of protection in order to be able to make those types of throws from the pocket. Otherwise, he's going to have to get outside the pocket. And then as you get older, you're not going to be able to have that movement and, and be able to move around and have those special skills that, that he had earlier in his career. And he's starting to lose some of that now. So you got to make sure that offensive line is fortified. So that would be my biggest question going into the season. But otherwise, I think this is a pretty good team that has a chance, but they're in a very, very tough division. It's going to be very competitive for them. No doubt about that. Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon hit him on Twitter, WMoon1, joining Keyshawn Johnson and Freddie Coleman on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. When I say Lamar Jackson waiting for his money from the Ravens, what do you say? This one makes me scratch my head a little bit. I'm trying to figure out, is it the Ravens that aren't offering enough money, or is it uh... – is it Lamar wanting too much money? Uh, I think he he's looked at the uh, Deshaun Watson deal, you know, two hundred and thirty million guaranteed, and I'm sure that's something he has his eye on. But then you see a Russell Wilson, you know, signed for two forty five, but only one hundred and sixty five guaranteed. And I think that's the the big uh, stumbling block between the two is is the guaranteed money, and I think that's something that the Ravens are concerned about because of. Lamar's style of play, do they want to guarantee that much money for that many years for a guy who will probably have a lot more wear and tear on his on his body over the next two or three years because of the way he plays and the way they asked him to play? 
And then uh, I, I think even with Russell's deal, Russell has $165 million, but I think he got, he's going to get a lot of that money. And I might be mistaken. He's going to get a lot of that money up front. Mm-hmm. So um, he'll be able to put that money into the economy and, and, and let it start working for him uh, pretty much immediately, kind of like what Dak Prescott got in his deal. I think he got about $75 million of that of that money up in the, within the first year. So uh, even though it was only 165 million, and I say only 165 million, it's not 230 million or something like that. But if you have it in your hands and make it work for you, uh, it's a pretty good deal. So Lamar, uh, I'm hoping he gets this deal done here in the next week, so he can go into the season without having to worry about this. His team not having to worry about it. They being asked questions about it every week. It's just going to be a distraction to the football team. And I think he needs to get that security that he needs going into a season because you never know uh, when you might get hurt in this game. What would you do, Warren? And, and you're Warren Moon, and you're on the Ravens, and this is the situation. What would you do? <laughs> it's hard to ask me with these numbers these days, Keisha. <laughs> I would jump at the money. <laughs> Compared to what we made back in the day when I played, uh, I would jump at the money, but – uh, I understand Lamar is going to have to do what's best for him, and he wants to be one of the top-paid quarterbacks, and he deserves to be. But you, you look at a Joe Burrow coming up next year. You look at a, maybe a uh, Justin Herbert coming up next year. Those guys might, you know, they might be up in the close to three hundred million dollar range. So uh, I'm sure he's looking, keeping an eye on that too. He doesn't want to, you know, have himself underpriced when it comes to those guys who are going to be the next echelon of, of, of high, high-priced players at the quarterback position. So I think he's trying to keep in step with what he sees in the future, and he's also looking at what's already happened. Always appreciate you, Warren, man. Always great stuff and great perspective and knowledge. You take care. Be well, and God bless you, brother. Okay, guys, take care. Yeah, Thanks right. for having me on. Absolutely. Warren Moon, Hall of Fame quarterback, like we mentioned him on Twitter, at WMoon1, joining us here in Keyshawn. Jay Willem Max presented by Progressive Insurance with Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Join the conversation Ramon anytime you want. You, you, Ramon said, look, the money that I didn't make, I, got, I had to go to Canada to make that kind of money? Hell yeah, I'm taking that money. You have to tell me twice or ask me twice when it comes to this day and age. Always join the conversation with Dr. Pepper call on line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Did the Knicks get it right or wrong by not attracting themselves to Donovan Mitchell of the Jazz? That's next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports the Cavaliers make a trade with the Jazz to get Donovan Mitchell. Utah will get Lowry Markinen, Ochai Abaji, Colin Sexton, and three unprotected first-round picks in that trade. So why not strike while the iron's hot here? Get a, a top-10 score in the league in Donovan Mitchell. Add him to a tremendous combo all-star guard in Darius Garland, and let's go for it. See, Alan Yates is cold, man. Playing teasing songs, teasing Knicks fans about not getting down to Mitchell. You a cold brother, man. Aren't Nobody Keisha- wins when the family feuds, man. I, I know. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, not a family feud here with Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Check out the show on the ESPN app. And tell your smart speaker to check out the show by saying just play ESPN Radio. To say that plenty of Knicks fans are disgusted they did not get Donovan Mitchell in the Utah Jazz and that the Cleveland Cavaliers got him would be an understatement. Stephen A. Smith of First Take joined us about 30 minutes ago and to say he's disgusted by the Knicks' lack of getting Donovan Mitchell would be an understatement. I'm utterly disgusted. I'm really ticked off about it. At the end of the day, from a basketball decision, you don't want to mortgage the farm if you're the New York Knicks because Donovan Mitchell, without anybody to play beside him, makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, and I get all of that. My problem is this is more the same with the New York Knicks. Every time you're on the verge or you appear to be on the verge of getting a star to come to this franchise, they end up going somewhere else. And for me, that's where it it, it just it's a level of disgust that is hard for me to put into perspective because I'm a lifelong Knicks fan and I'm unapologetically biased towards them. But I'm sick of the Bush League tactics. Yeah, here's the deal with that. And Key, I hear what he's saying. But when you're the New York Knicks. This is what they want to do as an identity. If they believe that Donovan Mitchell was worth too much, they were not willing to part with any kind of draft picks, R.J. Barrett or somebody else. Whatever their belief is, you may not like their belief, but they've stuck to it and they've committed to it. Donovan Mitchell not coming there and going to Cleveland be damned as far as the Knicks are concerned right now. Yeah, it's it's a situation where I think a lot of Knicks fans, because of the the conversation 
over the last several months swirling around Donovan Mitchell's relationship, uh, you know, growing up in the Greenwich area, being a mm-hmm. part of the East Coast, dad working for the Mets. It's like, okay, we can get him back home. That buildup starts, and people get excited about it, and it sits there and marinates over time. And then when they realize that they're not going to acquire Donovan Mitchell, it's certainly a big letdown. You could hear it in Stephen A's voice mm-hmm. that he – I bet you if he wasn't on air with us, he probably would have been shedding tears. Or maybe he was shedding tears even last night when he found out that the, this deal wasn't going down the way that he probably envisioned it. But you know how it is. They pump you up. It's the excitement. Then all of a sudden, it doesn't happen for whatever reason. I personally don't think that Donovan Mitchell is the type of player that I would give up as much as they were asking for at the time to acquire him because I still need other pieces to go with him Mm -hmm. if I'm trying to compete. I believe the Knicks were scared off by the haul that Rudy Gobert was able to be landed by Minnesota with the Utah Jazz. The Knicks probably looked at that and said, man, we know Donovan Mitchell's a better player, but is it really worth the risk even though he's good? Is he a good good? We'll find out a lot more now in Cleveland because people have seen the highlights. You've not seen Donovan Mitchell play. That boy can ball. There's no doubt about that. But is he key a good, good enough that puts you over the top? And the Knicks had a lot of a lot of reservations about that. Rudy Gobert is good, but come on now. It's going to be interesting how that's going to work in Minnesota. I wonder how much the Knicks were saying. If we give up a haul for this guy and he's not good, good enough, we're going to have to hear about that with another potential superstar not working out and we're still not any closer to the championship with him than we were without him. I think if you if you acquire him, if you're the Knicks, you then got to be prepared to go get something else in 2023, sure. 24. You've got to have a plan in place. You can't just get him for the sake of getting him and be like, oh, Donovan Mitchell's the guy who's getting ready to take us to the promised land. Yeah, if you, if you pair him with Giannis or you pair him with something, you know, that can certainly do that because I don't think Barrett and, and company – is capable of getting them where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's no superstar. I mean, R.J. Barrett, I don't know if he's going to be a superstar, but you're expecting that you have a top three, top five draft pick. You're drafting that guy to be a superstar. You're drafting that guy to be a dude. We've seen flashes up from R.J. Barrett a couple of times, but is does he have enough in him? Does he have that dude aspect about him? And right now that pocket is empty. People see a Donovan Mitchell, they say, we've seen him be a dude at times at Utah Jazz. Why couldn't the Knicks go out and get that dude? They felt the price was worth not worth it, but sometimes people are saying, hey, if you believe he's a, he's a dude, back up the truck you for him. Back it up for him. Win, you can't win a championship, in my opinion, with a small guard mm-hmm. and nothing else. Yep. You can't win a championship you. that I'm way. I'm with you. You just you, – you, you can't. The dudes that every time is a championship being won – there's a Shaq and a Dwayne Wade. There's a Kobe and a Powell. There's a LeBron James, which is a different animal altogether. But there's an Anthony Davis as a sidekick. I mean, there's somebody else that's equal or above them that you say to yourself, this is how you win the championship. Right. More than ever before in modern NBA, if your best players are small, you better have a big. And if your best players are two small players – that makes it a lot harder to win a championship, believing your two best players. One is barely 6'1", and the other one is right around 6'2". And, and even even for in Golden State's situation, 
They won a championship, and the MVP was Steph Curry, which is a small scoring guard. But, but they three. also got Wiggins, and right. they also had Klay Thompson, mm-hmm. and they also had Draymond doing whatever he needed to do at mm-hmm. times. Absolutely. And they had Looney. I mean, so when you look at it, it's not as simple as, oh, well, Steph Curry did it. Yeah, because Donovan Mitchell is not Steph Curry, and neither is Jalen Brunson. And if, you, if people try to make that comparison, that doesn't fly because Steph Curry is one of those once-in-a-generational kind of players. Mike in New York at 888-729-3776 wants to weigh in on this and a Dr. Pepper call in line on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Mike, what you got? Hey, hey, Key. Uh, you got a good man with you there and Freddie. I love, I love both your shows. Uh, Freddie's been freelancing for a while and I catch him in the afternoon and now in the morning. Just real quick, uh, we got to think of the long-time future. There's reports that Dolan might go out to Vegas and if he picks up everything, MSG, the Knicks and the Rangers and what and he sells it all, the new owner's going to walk in and they're going to go, oh, we don't have a first-round pick over in, what is it, 26, 27, 25? Just something to think about. Okay, we thought about it. Thank you, Mike, in New York. I mean, <laughs> I, I've never, I never played a futures game, and here's why. I'm a big believer in that I'm not going to risk something for a potential unknown for something that I have right now. The Knicks weren't willing to do that. The Knicks have what they know right now. We got Jalen Brunson. We sold our we sold our soul for him. We gave R.J. Bunnett, R.J. Barrett, excuse me, the money. We got Julius Randle. We got enough big contracts on this team that if we bring a Donovan Mitchell, but move on from guys that we have right now that can fortify this team for one guy that's not a superstar, that was a risk they were not willing to take. You do that for Giannis. You do that for Dwayne Wade in his prime. You do that for those guys, and that's not sliding Donovan Mitchell. But he's not that guy that I believe you do that for. And it's, we'll find that it's the right decision if it was the right choice by the Knicks. But as of right now, I don't blame for not wanting to mortgage that for Donovan Mitchell. You do that for somebody else, but maybe not for him. Yeah, and, and you could – if you would have did that for him, I hope you had a plan in the future to grab somebody to go with him. And then look at Cleveland's situation. They're young. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, even Donovan Mitchell's young, so it's still a young team with Mobley. Yeah, he's still 25. Still a young team with Darius Garland. Still a young team now with Donovan Mitchell on it. And they're headed in the right direction. Even if they are five, six, seven, eight type C team right now, you still have three to four guys as big-time players yeah. that's going to grow, and then you can attract somebody via trade or – in the draft or whatever it is to come and join forces so you can move into that top three category. Jay Williams, host of Keyshawn, Jay Max believes that in two years, that guy will be this guy for the New York Knicks. I'm going to double down on the name on the list, Key, because this is what I do. Two years, yeah. he has an out, Giannis. I, and the only, reason I, the only reason I say that is because Giannis is a type of dude that doesn't need anybody to be there to want to come there. You know, people are like, oh, what's the team look like? And he's that type of cat getting the championship in Milwaukee. He may get another one before his time is done. Who knows? Or maybe stays his career out in Milwaukee. But New York City is a place that understanding his international roots for the game of basketball, right. the blue-collar immigrant style, like he does not need New York to be like, oh, I got all these pieces. He's like, yo, I want to play there. I want to I win there. I can win there. And – like, that's a different that, – that's something that's intriguing, but that's still two years away, and that's the problem. Yeah, and two years is a long time. It's been so much longer for Knicks fans who have not had a team win a world championship since 1973. With Keyshawn Johnson and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Don't forget to join us on the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. 
So Serena got us from Monday to Wednesday to Friday. Can she get all of us to Sunday? That's next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. I'm going to blame Keyshawn Johnson for this because two people hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Keyshawn talked about... Mountain Lions being pregnant where he lives at. Yeah, the whole for as far as that goes. One mountain lion met an untimely demise at the on the business sense of a, of a car fender as far as that goes. Stop that, Alan Yates, and also Keyshawn Johnson. But a couple of you hit me on Twitter. Runaway Train says Nevada spent $14 million to put deer crossing across Interstate 80, according to Las Vegas Review Journal. Ryan Alexander says Canada has those kind of mountain line bridges all over and ryan says key it helps tremendously helps what i guess humans staying alive and mountain lions staying alive i don't know i'm just going by what you put on twitter i guess it does i just it's (laughs) i guess so it's just interesting (laughs) (laughs) you laugh out loud (laughs) because it's interesting that we find the money to spend on a bridge for the mountain lions and the deer and everything else (laughs) <laughs> but we can't find money to fix our streets with the uh-huh. potholes and yep. fix the fix the homeless problems that uh, we have in sure. the city. Yep. But we can find money for the animal. It's just it's it's mind boggling to me Be- when I come to work every single morning here in downtown Los Angeles, and I gotta pass through tent cities mm-hmm. when people sleeping under bridges. It makes me. I just makes me think. We can find money for what we want to find money for, but not what we need it for. It's just, just, I don't know. How how many times you heard people say, well, animals are defenseless. We got to protect the environment. That's cool. I can protect them. I I get it. I'm not into getting rid of them. I live in their space. Mm -hmm. But I also can see what the city looks like. Right. In the county, in the state, mm-hmm. when it comes to homeless issues and finding shelter for homeless, but we can build a bridge that's going to cost money. I just find it amazing when Runaway Train sent me that on Twitter that Nevada spent $14 million to put deer crossings across Interstate 80. And you want to minimize traffic accidents? Fine. But 
can't there be room for both? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> can't you take like seven million out to make sure that the education system works? Depending. That's on all where I'm you are. saying. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, there should be room for both. I mean, not not saying I'm I'm, I'm not anti-animal. No, we, I love animals. I just don't like them in my backyard. Look at me I like love I'm a snack. Animals, I ain't got no problem with it. <laughs> animals love people too much, and people love animals too much. It is Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Always appreciate you joining us on ESPN Radio. Kick Freddie it with us Coleman. on the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn Johnson. Us Building together. bridges to save the animals. I'm not anti-animal. Neither are you. No, I'm not. I just, I just, it's just, it makes me think, though. Yeah. Out loud to myself, especially when I'm, I'm in a city, whether it's in New York or L.A. or mm-hmm. other places where we have major homeless issues and shelter for the homeless, and I drive in every day, and we can't figure out how to fix that, but we can figure out how to fix the animals from crossing the freeway. Or generate we a lot. Can spend, yeah. We can spend millions and millions of dollars building bridges yep. so that the animals can go from one side of the mountain mm-hmm. to the other side. Yeah. But we can't figure out how to do the right things in helping out our homeless here in Los Angeles. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Or generate enough money for athletic contests to be held in arenas and stadiums. Or, or, yeah. or enough to pay the teachers, the education Absolutely. system. No Whatever doubt. the case may be. No doubt. You know, to, mm-hmm. to, to pay a lot of first responders more money. Mm-hmm. We can't figure that out. Yeah. But we can figure out how to build a bridge across the 101 freeway <laughs> so that the animals can cross over from one side to the other. Just brilliant. And then the animals are going to cross the bridge like Vince McMahon of WWE walking into the building. They're like, yeah, they're going strong. They're taking care of us. Really <laughs> forget those brilliant. humans. <laughs> forget those humans when it's all said and done. Well, nobody's going to forget about the human that is Serena Williams. She got us from Monday to Wednesday, and now Friday. She's playing her third-round match tonight against Ila Tomjanovic. That game that can be seen on ESPN at 7 o'clock Eastern time, part of primetime, the U.S. Open, presented by IBM. This key was supposed to be on ESPN, too. And Disney said, uh-uh, you got to move that to ESPN. But Kevin went through the sports center and does the sports center here on the radio side. He said, man, if I was smart, if Disney was smart, they should move that to ABC. On a Friday, Labor Day weekend, Serena Williams and that story, why not put that on, on television instead of just having it on ESPN? Yeah, that would be smart to move it to to network. Mm-hmm. That would be smart to just move it to network, switch it to network. But I don't I don't know what the programming is at that time slide. I guess it wouldn't matter though, right? Cause it shouldn't. Right. Yeah, it shouldn't really matter. Uh, it's Serena Williams. But what would they? I guess what would they put on ESPN? I'm not a programmer, so I don't really know. But you got to think that they're looking at all the different things. If I put this on this, then this has to move. But then what do we put in this time slot? But he's right though. They should have thought about yeah. putting it on ABC. Do like a Manning cast with Serena. The same thing. You have the match on ABC and then do like kind of like a Serena cast where people identifying the match and have like different people commenting on it just like the Mannings do for Monday could Night Football. Could they move that fast though? Oh, come on. We're Disney and ESPN. No, they I'm saying could they, could, they move, I, I, could they move that fast? You know, those things usually take time, months to put in the works. If, you know, it, it's, use, use the people down at the U.S. Open. Meanwhile, Chris Fowler, Chris Seven, John Mack will be calling the match and have like a simulcast with Brad Gilbert, Chris McKendry, Alexander Stevenson, Caroline Wozniacki. See, Cal- you, yeah. you, you, you said something. You said simulcast. You know what they say? Well, ah, they're not in my deal. I don't, what do you mean simulcast? They're down there watching the match anyway. Well, it, it, says, them extra. it says watching the match. It says nothing about a simulcast. <laughs> Look at Keisha. Keisha got right to the money issue. Like, wait a minute. My contract doesn't say that. My contract says this. 
It's not a simulcast. <laughs> it would be a simulcast at the same time that's on ABC. No, it says I'm calling the match on ESPN. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you think she gets to the weekend? Because a lot of people, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I do. Oh, you I do? think she gets to the weekend. I think she actually appears in the final. That's just me. Really? Because I, I kind of know the, the, the thought process. I okay. know that. This is a special time for her, and I know that she focuses in, laser focused in this situations where we've seen her over the last several matches or tournaments, better yet, didn't look so good, but it wasn't a focus situation then. Right. This is a focus situation for her. This is her last hurrah. She knows everybody's watching. She feels it, and she concentrates and focuses in and I think that's one of the main reasons, not only the fact that they hadn't played together in 18, uh, they hadn't played since 2018 in a doubles tournament mm-hmm. in, a, in a major, Not that's not the reason that they lost, I think. I think the reason they lost is because the focus was still on the single side of things where it hadn't shifted to the doubles. Mainly because of Serena trying to advance as far as she possibly could. Are you, are you, now I'm not saying that they – I would never say they tanked the match. There's no way they even. No, say they like didn't that. tank that. No, no that 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 rumor that. was years ago mm-hmm, where they yeah. were playing against each other. And yeah, people, you know that was a long time ago. But I just think that you know your focus is like I gotta finish up strong, mm-hmm. and so maybe you don't play your best because okay. your mind is somewhere else. Oh, that, that's fair. And Serena wanted to make sure that she and her big sister had that last to rod the U.S. Open because Serena has hinted she's not playing any more majors. Once this is said and done, and especially has any kind of run that she's been on right now, that continues into the second weekend. And the draws kind of opened up for her because she wins tonight. The next players she would play are not seeded players between Samsonova and Krunic. So the draw could be maybe the tennis gods are having a sense of humor opening up that draw for Serena Williams. Maybe. But, but, but you know, the rankings to me doesn't tell the whole story. Because the more you play, the more points you get, the higher you rank, all that stuff. That doesn't mean that those players are better than her. Sure. It just Absolutely. means they're ranked higher than her because she hadn't played right. as much. That's yeah. all it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's completely fair and seeded. If you're a seeded player, but then you see Serena first round, I'm sure that's not a good idea. Ask, ask Contivate, who faced her. She's the second-ranked player in the world and drew Serena in the second round. And this is how massive Serena has been so far this week, making this run the U.S. Open. 3.6 million average viewers, 5 million peak viewers. Average viewers are up 289% versus 2021. It was the U.S. Open's largest opening week audience since 2009 when ESPN started airing the event, and that was just based on Wednesday when she took care of things. An audience on Friday night on a holiday weekend, I can't even imagine what those numbers key are going to look like tonight, and if she pulls it off, what those numbers are going to look like on Sunday with no NFL getting in the way of Serena Williams. Yes, yeah, probably she'll probably shatter it. Um, you know, I, I look, she she'll get to the weekend and again, I think she'll probably wind up playing in the finals. Wow. No one thought that would be possible when she ended this tournament as a wild card. If you had said to anybody, man, Serena can make the finals and nah, she you might see, get one. You didn't one. ask me though. I did not ask you. you. You're right. If you'd have asked me, I'd have said, yeah. Yeah. I'd have said, don't look at, I'd have told you the same thing. Mm -hmm. Don't look at her past several tournaments and and, and judge her based on that. You got to judge her based on the moment and who she is and this time and what it stands for. Right. It's not a letdown period. Either way, just the fact that she's doing this and – just seeing how everything has shifted key because she had been a polarizing figure for the longest time, even 
Phil Mushnick wrote an article in the New York Post. They talking about that everybody's overlooking her her behavior from the past. Like, dude, oh, get, get off your soapbox with that already, Mister. Get off my lawn. Yeah, this is not the time for that. But Phil Mushnick, yeah, but quiet. But no, he's not going to be quiet. He's allowed to, but we're also allowed to come back at him when he says stupid stuff like that. But I just love the universal affection of what she's been able to do on and off the court that people have represented. Have a great weekend, boss man. We'll do it again soon. Some dude saying somebody saying something stupid. Yeah, you know how it goes. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.